you're listening to women's cricket chat with hannah and alex we are joined by elizabeth from the cricketer Oh, yeah. So on today's episode, we're going to be chatting with the Central Sparks. So we've got Claire Boyko and Captain Eve Jones. So Elizabeth, how did they get on last year? Yeah, I think all in all, Central Sparks can call it quite a successful season. They won three matches, lost three matches. So, you know, pretty even Stevens when it comes to how you look at their form. But they started off against Northern Diamonds and that was a Northern Diamonds side loaded with England talent. Uh, Lauren Winfield-Hill was there, Nat Siver. Catherine Brunt and they got I think it's fair to say annihilated in that first match they were bowled out for 144 and then only managed to take one wicket before Northern Diamonds won um, but then they bounced back really nicely with two back-to-back wins over Thunder and they bowled them out for 135 in their first match and limited them to just under 170 in the next one so they were really convincing victories and they probably took a lot of confidence from them they followed that up with a tight game against Lightning, where they fell just short of winning. They lost by six runs. I think that was just a case of the tail, you know, not being able to, you know, just get them over the line. And maybe one person just needed to, you know, connect with one and hit it big. And then the fifth match, I think, was possibly the, the shock of the season when they actually beat Northern Diamonds. They were the only side to actually beat them in the group stage. And Eve Jones hit 77. Liz Russell took a forfeit. And yeah, considering they were beaten so comprehensively by them at the start of the season to bounce back and bowl them out for 217 and then only lose four wickets as they beat them was quite something. And then to end the season with a defeat against Lightning, I suppose after the Northern Diamonds result, you'd think perhaps a bit of a disappointment, but, you know, Sarah Bryce hit a century in that game. Eve Jones also hit a century. So it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like they played poorly. They played very well. They just happened to come up against Sarah Bryce in ridiculous form. But all in all, I think, Second place in a tough North group, three wins, three defeats is quite a quite a good season when it was, you know, such an odd season anyway. It really was, wasn't it? Like an odd season. It was so intense that short period. So it was a bit hit and miss in places, I guess. Whereas this year we will have a longer season for them to show what they've learned from last year, what they've put into practice, the professional players as well, what they've learned over the winter. And they've got some really exciting players, haven't they? Like they've got a really strong bowling attack. They've got the young gun, Izzy Wong, who's been within media quite a lot over the past couple of years. People have been bigging her up quite a lot as the next kind of Catherine Brunt, haven't they? Yeah, and I think what's so exciting about Izzy Wong is although she went to New Zealand and she perhaps may not have played, she was in and around that England setup. So she would have learned a hell of a lot just from being around there and asking questions questions and absorbing as much as she could. So that that's why I think she's going to be a really interesting prospect for the season. She is so young, isn't she, as well? And like like you said, she's around that England setup now. She's getting all the experience. She's in a really good place and they haven't pushed her on too soon, I think. They are letting her mature into her like bowling role. Like She will be like an open firing bowler, but she hasn't had too much pressure on her yet, I would say. Yeah, and I think that's one of the nice things that they've done with both her and Hannah Baker, who's also, I think, 17, 18 years old. I think when you get someone who... I think they both bowl kind of medium pace as well. When you get players like that, you want to use them because you know that they're going to be able to just rip through top orders. But then you don't also want to run the danger of, you know, ruining their confidence too early if they get hit a couple of times or injuring them because they are so young. So I think, you know, they've got the bowling talent there and they're also managing it really well, which I think, you know, it puts them in good stead for the future because in a couple of years when they're, you know, 20, 21, they should be. It, it will be an unstoppable bowling attack, I think, at Central Sparks. 
Yeah, Hannah Baker. Um, so she, she's on the England Spoon Academy as well. So she's around that setup. She's on those kind of fringes as well. She is so young, like you just said. And this is what this structure is all about, isn't it? This regional structure is here for those kind of players to develop them and get them ready to play for England. So yeah, and then looking into um, their preparations so far this season, they've already had four or five um, matches and they've won every single one of them so far. So that's a good start for 2021, isn't it? And Eve Jones, captain, she's been on absolute fire, really good form at the moment here. What did she hit? Like a century and at least a few 50s or something in the past four or five matches. I'm not very well up on what she did in the last four or five matches, but if it's anything like what she did last season when I think it was one century and uh, three, three or four fifties, I forget. But it was, you know, I don't think she's been out of run scoring form for about 12 months. And if she can carry that on into next season or into this season, I think it's going to be, it's a really promising sign for them. And given that they've won, you know, the last four or five matches as well, I think it's it's another good sign because last season, I think they struggled a little bit with the batting. You know, once it got beyond Eve Jones, uh, who else opened with her? Gwen Davis. You know, once it got beyond those two and Marie Kelly, it didn't kind of fall away, but it, it tailed off quite dramatically from there. So given they've managed to perform well in, you know, in pre-season, it suggests that they might have, you know, a couple of the other girls are going to be stepping up. You're going to see more players hitting 150, 200 runs this season, and it'll it'll ease the burden on the top three and hopefully mean they can all perform even better again. Yeah, and just on Eve Jones, she said to us previously, she feels like she's in the best form at 27, 28. So being as experienced as she is, maybe that helps her deal with the pressure moments a little bit more. So it makes it a little bit easier for her to be like, okay, going from 40 to 50 isn't such a big deal anymore and she's worked hard on her batting and her rhythm to get consistency so I think yeah with Eve and Gwen it's great that they're going to be opening and scoring the runs but like you've said Elizabeth a little bit more needs to come from the lower order. Yeah and I think the thing I'd like to see from you know Gwen and Marie now stepping up is you know they're both very consistent they get into the 40s quite often it's then I think converting more of those scores into the 50s because if you look at some of Eve Jones's innings I think she got 115 she also got a 90 she got at least one that was in the 70s you know she was going big but she wasn't just going big she was going really big and I think you know Gwen I think she yeah she got a couple in the 40s but I don't think she actually managed to pass 50 or she got 50 once, I think. So, you know, if she can get, you know, a couple more of those to tick over into 50s, 60s. And with Marie, I think she got a couple of ducks, but then every other time it was in and around 50. So when she's in, she goes big. I think they just, they a bit more consistency. And I think having, you know, Eve around them as that anchor will be really, really helpful. And the other thing with Eve Jones is she's left-handed. And I know that sounds like a really weird comment to make, but... There aren't that many left-handers in the women's game playing for England at the moment, for example. So do you think she's putting a good stake out to knock on England's door? And hopefully if she's got another good season ahead this year, she's asking the questions, isn't she? I think definitely. I think that she's not the sort of player you can overlook for too long because, you know, anyone, I think, who scores a century in the Hayhoe-Flynn Trophy and someone who does it against a team like Lightning, who've got such a good bowling attack, you know, you, you just can't look past that. And then she's also, you know, she's the opener. She's the leader. She scores, you know, 300 and odd runs in a season. 
And I think she's also managed to, you know, build a squad around her as well that's got a nice mix of youth and experience. So, yeah, I think it shouldn't be too long before, you know, her and Sarah Glenn are car share into England practice. You've got a hope so, haven't you? And this is what this competition is all about as well. So the regional structure is in place to breed those new England players coming through and the players of the past who possibly haven't had the chances because those structures weren't in place to be seen enough. So like Eva's had a long history within the county system. She's been in the England Academy. Like she's been around, but she hasn't been seen as much as perhaps she could have been. So it's a very exciting times. Hopefully we'll see more England debuts coming up over the next kind of 12 months, especially into a big year in 2022. But we're going to be talking to both Eve Jones and Claire Boycott. And Claire is another performer who cannot go under our radar, can she? Definitely not. And I think being joint wicket taker in the competition is a great accomplishment. And maybe, you know, Sparks didn't get to the final, but she was showing that she was still being consistent with her line and her length. So hopefully this season she can continue her good form. I think as well, she was, you know, she was at the kind of in like a, a trio in the bowling attack, her, Anisha Patel and Liz Russell, who, I mean, by no stretch of the imagination are they old. I think Liz Russell's only 26 and, you know, Claire's 27. But in terms of, you know, hey-ho Flint, that's, you know, that makes them the senior players in the team. And, you know, the attention often goes on to the younger players, the Issy Wongs, the Hannah Bakers, the exciting talent coming through. But I think combined, Claire, Anisha and Liz got, you know, probably around 20 wickets. Um, And if you scale it up to a full season, it's a a really promising sign. And again, all three of them should be looking at, you know, looking at the England door and being like, there's no reason why I can't open that for myself with, you know, a a solid six months um, in the Hey-Ho Flint and the T20. That's what we want to hear, isn't it? So hopefully, um, as long as you're watching those games, you'll be able to see the future of England so first question is just thinking about last year. How did you find it? Because I know if we've spoken to you previously, it was a bit of a whirlwind. It was quite intense. Didn't know if you were playing and you were playing. And it wasn't a bad season overall for Central Sparks, was it? No, I think we'd probably be quite happy with um, how the season went. We didn't really have too many ex- expectations about trying to win um, when the when the competition. Obviously, that would have been nice. But um, Obviously, it's a brand new competition and a team like us, the Sparks, we're brand new. So um, we just sort of chucked together quite quickly, weren't we, with respect to what's happened with COVID. So we'd never actually played with each other before before the first game. We had some training sessions, but that was about it, really, wasn't it, Boyk? So um, yeah, it was, it was uh, unknown. Yeah, it was pretty strange, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I'd played with the Worcestershire girls, but I'd never played with Eve before, even though we've probably played against each other loads of times. But I think everyone gelled pretty quickly and we got on really well. I don't think there was any issues with anyone, but which was great, which is exactly what we wanted. And I think that helped us in the games during the season as well. And when you did come together, what were those initial feelings like? Because you kind of just mentioned you didn't really know Eve before you played against her a lot. So how did you go from being kind of from opposite sides to them building this new team culture of Central Sparks? Gosh, I think I personally, I was a bit nervous at my first training session because I thought, oh gosh, a lot of good players here. Am I going to get selected? Am I going to play? I tried to come in with like an open mind though. And then I think after about 10 minutes, we were all chatting as if we knew each other for years. To be honest, it was great. I think that's a good thing. We've, I think everybody had, had actually played against each other. And I think that's a good thing with us all being from the West Midlands. We've, we've all had that that many games against each other so you do sort of learn get to know each each other along the way in in one regard but obviously being in the same team is completely completely different but 
I think we had that um, starting point of we did know each other. So that helped. But yeah, as Boyd said, like within within 10 minutes, it was as if um, we'd never, we hadn't not played with each other before. So um, yeah, it was, it was really good, wasn't it? It was a really good group. And um, and I think that, that showed ha- with our performances on the pitch that we all gelled really well and, and, and just got on with it really, because obviously it was quite a difficult time with whether we were going to play or not. So um, yeah, I think we were all just excited to be there and to try and play some cricket. With COVID impacting the season, how difficult was it to plan ahead of time for the competition? Because like Hannah said earlier, it was kind of stop, start, stop, start. So as players, how difficult is it to prepare for something like this? So we had about, was it about five or six weeks of training? And even at the start of the training sessions, we weren't sure if we were actually going to play any games because obviously we're still waiting for the government to get the all, all clear and everything. So I think we were just, we're just happy to be there because within the first lockdown, everyone was literally sitting at home doing nothing. So we couldn't even go for a net. Um, we, couldn't, we couldn't do anything, could we? So I don't think our expectations were too high with playing from the start, but thankfully we, we managed to play. And I think that was the, the, the main thing was that everyone was just really happy to be there and to be able to play some cricket. I definitely agree. I mean, as soon as I could get down to the nets, I was down there straight away trying to get ready if, in case we did play in the... Rachel Hayho trophy I mean yeah I mean it was a bit strange situation because usually you're ready to go start of April you're ready to go play some men's cricket play some county cricket and then get stuck in but yeah during lockdown it was so weird not to be playing at all I mean we'd done a few winter sessions with county but that was it did feel a little bit rusty coming into the season to be honest but yeah it was good (laughs) fresh one best it's you know yeah it's a better approach, I heard. <laughs> um, but obviously thinking a little bit more positive now, like obviously COVID's happened, but we've kind of adapted now to this new normal sanitising the ball every six overs, whatever it may be. But how are preparations going for this season? What are you most looking forward to and what's the camp like at the moment? I think obviously we've had a, a whole winter's training behind us, um, which has been really good for, for everybody. The whole squad has been able to get in three times a week. So um I think that's been really key for us in our preparation and then leading on into pre-season we've actually been really fortunate to we've played five games already so our first game was a two-day game which was an inter-squad game which some people were like oh why are they playing that but um we found it really beneficial didn't we because batsmen get got time to spend time at the crease bowlers had an opportunity to get some overs under their belt um and it's just good to get outside and and really test our skills so um We've had four other games against Lanks and, so I mean, Northern Thunder, Northwest Thunder and Northern Diamonds. I have to be, uh, remember what they're called now. So they've been, they've been good games, haven't they? So we've, we've managed to win all of those. So we feel we're in a really good position at the moment, but still we feel we haven't played our best cricket. So we, we want to just keep driving our standards up as we, as we get closer to the season, that first game. So it's still April. <laughs> so it's still April. You've got plenty of time. But Elizabeth, have you got some stats? Because I know Eve, you've been doing very well the past four or five matches, haven't you, with the bat? That's not really complain. <laughs> not so much on the stats front. I was just wondering. You know, you've been playing so well in pre-season, and you've not lost a, a match yet. That must it must be quite exciting thinking that you've not lost a match yet. You were the only side to beat Northern Diamonds in the group stage last year. You must be heading into the season looking at getting the chance to play against the sides from the South group and thinking you can take some of them on and, you know, have a really good shot at actually making the final this time. Yeah, I think our aim is to 
to be as as competitive as possible in every single game and we obviously want to win so yeah we're looking forward to the chance of playing some of the southern teams which we obviously didn't play against last year so yeah we feel we're in a good place within our squad and lots of people are putting their hands up in pre-season which is great and I think the competition for places in our team's really really good so um it's uh, there's going to be some tough decisions but I think that's that's good and that's what we need to just keep driving our standards forward isn't it boys so um yeah, yeah, I feel I feel we're happy with where we're at. And how's the ball coming out your hand, Claire? Yeah, feel uh, felt good on Sunday against Diamonds. Came in in the middle overs, which was nice. I mean, I'm just a bit excited to get going. To be honest, I just want to start actually playing some competitive games because feeling good and hopefully take some wickets during the season. Obviously, I feel a bit bit of pressure. Well, because I took quite a few, well, eight wickets last year, so I'm a bit. I want to continue that form on from last year. So it's it's good to take a few over the weekend and in the pre-season games. There's obviously a bit less pressure on you, but it's good to get started and hopefully the form continues throughout the season. And obviously pre-season gives you a chance to test out all these different bowling combinations, batting combinations. Who in your eyes have sort of stuck out so far and sort of raising their hands to say, pick me, pick me? I'd say there's probably a few people in our team. So each game, somebody different putting their hand up. So Millie Holmes got two good scores. Grace Potts is bowling really well. Um, M. Arlock got called up to the England Academy side last last week. So um, there's there's loads of people like Rhea Fackles joined us this year from Loughborough. She's looking good as well. So um, I think there's I think there's quite a few people there that that are really gonna have it. Hopefully have a good season and and put their hand up really. So yeah, it's exciting. Anyone for you, Boyks? Ooh. I've been impressed with everyone, to be honest. I don't think we've had a game where anyone's done badly, to be honest. I mean, everyone's put their hand up. Well, everyone in a different game has put their hand up and got us that win, which has been really good to see. Everyone's You can tell how the hard work over the winter for everyone has put has, uh, made a lot of difference this season. Expand a little bit more about the winter as well, and obviously with the five contracts as well. What difference has that made? Because this year will be the first proper season where that comes into fruition a bit more yeah it's obviously been fantastic with with the five contracted players and it's not just the five contracted players I think Sparks have been really conscious of trying to get everybody in the wider squad so we've had quite a few girls come in during the day with us as well and then Sparks have put on sessions during the evenings which if people are working to be like Boyd is working in the day they can still get their training in during the week so I think that's that's been really vital for our team to be able to get everybody in and get quite a bit of training done so um big thanks to edge baston and forward drive because they've um made everything safe and got us in and had to juggle things around and everything so um yeah i feel that's um been crucial for us i was just gonna basically agree with what eve said i mean working throughout the day you kind of it's a bit hard to get the time off work to go in in the daytime so the evening sessions at edge baston have been brilliant i haven't felt unsafe for edge baston because of covid or anything it's been so secure and everything it's been it's just been brilliant to be honest um yeah i can't fault anything that's happened over the winter and as we're coming into the season as well who have you got your eyes on like what team are you going to be most looking forward to playing against good question i think vipers obviously they won last year so um we know they've got a good side so we'll be looking to give them a good game and well everybody really I suppose we're, we're just excited to play again aren't we yeah I'm, I'm quite looking forward to playing Vipers to be honest I think that's going to be probably our toughest game if they're as strong as they were last year so that should be a tough test for us but hopefully get the win 
And are you guys hoping to invoke a little bit of revenge over Lightning because they did the double over you last season? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you got any fighting talk for us? No, we'll save that to the game, won't we, boys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just want, like, you know, a really sassy quote that we could, you know. <laughs> Our lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling too witty at 10 past nine in the morning. Yeah. But just what difference do you think it's going to make having some of the England girls available for a bit longer this season? Because obviously you only got a game or two out of the likes of Sarah Glenn, knowing that you, you might have her for up to four or five matches must be a real boost for everyone. Yeah, of course. I think it's going to strengthen the competition with all the England, all the England players are playing. So it'd be good to test ourselves against, against those. But also it's great to have Amy and Sarah back. They'll boost our squad massively as well. So it'd be good to to fit them in and, and see how our girls go as well around those, around those two. And you've got T20 this year as well. So are you both looking forward to T20? And how do you think the team's going to adapt in those different formats as well? Quite looking forward to T20, to be honest. We've got our county fixtures next Sunday, so that'll be pretty good preparation for the T20 games. I haven't played in any of the T20 warm-ups that we had against, was it Thunder last week, Eve? So I haven't yeah. played those yet, but... I'm quite looking forward to it. It's always, I think T20 is always a good, always a good game, good fun. So a bit less pressure, I feel, than a 50 over game because you can just go out and have a bit of fun with the bat. So yeah, quite excited for that. I think it's good that the, the competition is obviously expanding and we're getting more opportunities to play. So win-win really, isn't it? So we're excited to to go out and hopefully put on a good show. And fingers crossed we'll be allowed to have some crowds by then as well, which will be nice. And I know we've got one double header, haven't we, with the Bears men's team in the blast. Yeah, and the lights, so that'll be good. Yeah, so that'll be a good opportunity for us to have that ex- exposure and hopefully a lot of the fans will stay around and watch our game and, yeah, we'll put on a show for them. And with the 100 coming smack bang in the middle of the Rachel Hayhoe Flint trophy, how do you think that's going to impact you guys, form-wise, player-wise, etc.? Well, hopefully we'll all be in good form for that, so... Um, Everyone that's playing in that is really excited to to play in it. And I think that the Birmingham Phoenix team have actually got some great overseas signings. So um, we're really excited and there's a big buzz about it around the around the squad for, for that to happen as well. So then even after that, we've still got some Sparks fix, fixtures to go after that. So um, it's going to be a, a big season, I think, for, for a lot of the team and for Sparks and the Birmingham Phoenix. So it's exciting, isn't it, for, for women's cricket? Definitely, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to going to watch some of the Phoenix games. Hopefully, if we can get a crowd in. It looks like a pretty good squad, to be honest. I'm quite optimistic about the Phoenix's chances, to be honest. <laughs> and then, obviously, you've got a jam-packed <laughs> calendar and everything, but this is going to be like a moment in history. Like you said, this is going to be potentially like the watershed moment for women's cricket because for the first time we have got these contracts in place. Uh, yes, it's only five and hopefully... That's not going to be the ending point. That's going to be just the start. And we'll get more players on these contracts so you can have all the year-round training. But it is going to be that moment in history, don't you think? Like, this is the start of a new era and you guys are at the forefront of it. Like, you're playing it. So do you feel any of that pressure at all? I think at the end of the day, we're, st- we're still doing exactly what we've always done. Um, obviously, these the added bonus of the contracts and the professionalism now, which we're really fortunate to be part of and... Having, having the training we've had over the winter and the facilities we get to train at is great for us, isn't it? And I think, as you said, it's the, only the start for, 
for the female professionalism game. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be an exciting year and hopefully over the next few years there's going to be more and more contracts available for players. Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> I feel I saw a stat on, on Twitter the other day. I think it was in 2014 there was about five women's matches on the TV and this year there's going to be over 50, which is amazing. Like, this is going to inspire so many young girls to come and take up cricket because, I mean, if I was a youngster now, I'd be pretty excited about where the game's heading. So, yeah, it's really good. We've just got to make sure we play some good cricket and expand yeah. <laughs> and inspire them, don't we? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is going to be huge, isn't it? It's, it's going to be such a game changer. And hopefully in 10 years time, you'll both still be playing and you'll have all the younger ones coming through. You'll still be around that squad. <laughs> you'll be coming up to retirement. But, you know, you've got another 10 years in both of you. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Just doing Enid. Honestly, you need to get Enid yeah. back down to, to down to your um, watch. We call it your matches. Yeah, definitely. She was fantastic. Have we got any other questions, Alex or Elizabeth? Just one from me. You mentioned some of the younger players earlier, and we were also uh, just before talking about Izzy Wong and uh, Hannah Baker. I was just wondering what their role is going to be this year, because obviously you don't want to put too much pressure on them or use them too much because they're young but they're also such exciting talents that it must you must just want to give Izzy the ball and be like do your thing go girl yeah I think Izzy's had a brilliant 12 months hasn't she she obviously went to New Zealand with England and I think that experience for her was invaluable so um yeah I think I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do this year obviously don't want to put too much too much pressure on her nor Hannah but they're both looking in a good place with their with their bowling and Izzy even got some runs in the in the two-day game so I think she'll be hoping to get bumped up the order but we'll see about that but no I think I'm um, obviously Hannah had a good year last year she made a debut at Headingley and and um, changed the game for us didn't she with three wickets I think she got so um yeah we know what she can do and and she's probably going to have a, a big part in this season like a lot of a lot of the players I think with the two different formats as well everyone's going to be getting some good opportunities out there and yeah, we'll just see where they go. But yeah, I think they're both in a good place and we're looking forward to seeing what they can both do. When we're allowed to get fans in, why should people from West Midlands come down and support yourselves this season? Uh, we want to play an exciting brand of cricket and uh, we want to inspire both boys and girls within the West Midlands. And um, yeah, we, we just hope we can put on a good show and try and get some crowds in and give some good entertaining games for the old and the young so um it'd be great to have some some support and yeah come on down and watch us boys come on inspire me gosh okay give me a second i'm pretty much the same as what you said i'm just i want people to come and watch us so they can see how much we're enjoying playing cricket that's also that's a good i think that's part of our brand we want to we obviously we want to win but we also we really want to enjoy ourselves throughout this competition and yeah just people come down why not it should be a good game and even if we don't win if we win I think it should inspire youngsters to come down and hopefully trial for us in a few years time <laughs> you want to show the potential of what what the standard is at this level and and how good it could be so um yeah it'd be great to have some support along the way can't be it unless you see it isn't it so exactly hopefully we'll get plenty of people down in support um but before we quickly finish Alex has got the final bit yeah, so where can our listeners find out about the Central Sparks, about you two lovely ladies and everything you guys are up to? So we're on 
all forms of social media, aren't we? We are on Instagram and our handle is underscore Central Sparks. Um, And I think that might be the same for Twitter. So, yeah, there'll be lots of exciting posts over the summer. Um, We're on Facebook as well. And as I said, Twitter. And then your personal accounts as well, so our followers can follow you. Mine's Eve underscore Jones 11. Mine Twitter is Claire Boykes underscore. And then my Instagram is just Claire Boykes. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy training later. Enjoy the sunshine. Thanks, guys. Thank you for for, awesome. (laughs) Both three. (laughs) Cheers. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. Big thank you to Claire and Eve for sitting down with us. We wish them and the Sparks luck for this season. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat and on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. And if you wanted to give our personal Twitters a follow, Hannah is at HannahT1194 and I'm at Alex Jane Pereira. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time. Thank you.